0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Trail Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Stoner. Thank you for joining me on another journey across the podcast, Airwaves. Uh, You know, I want to say thank you for another reason. Uh, You know, this year, been a little sporadic as far as when we could get our uh, episodes out and our interviews uh, put together. Uh, And that's just because we've... (laughs) I've had such a busy first quarter, uh, both personally and, and professionally, and it's all been good. But I want to thank you guys for the continued support. I appreciate it. And it, it's great to know that there's still some interest in the, in the show, even though it hasn't been able to get out there on a regular weekly basis. But we'll get back to that. Uh, in the meantime, I'll keep putting them out when I can. And uh, I am back to doing a local Uh, interview, our local series, Uh, this one with one of our Colorado uh, trail runner family uh, who does a lot of my races out there. So it was really cool just to connect with him, learn a little bit more about his trail experiences, his journey into it, found out that we're both small town Midwest guys uh, with some connections uh, out there. So really cool to have this conversation. So hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome to the trail life, Tate Benning. Will help me turn the
1: turning. Will help me get it right. I don't want to hurt nobody. Well, I don't want to
0: fight. Well, offer me the peace of mind and let me. What's that? going on, my man? How are you? I'm good. I'm, uh, we're getting ready to head up to
1: Edwards for a long weekend and do a little, little skiing and just family time.
0: Nice, man. How's, uh, how's the snow kicking up right now? Cause you guys are getting a little bit of a winter weather, uh, blast right up in the mountains.
1: Well, yeah, they're getting, we're getting it worse probably here in Denver right now, but the mountains have been getting just pounded all winter long. It's been amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I would like to say that, uh, well, it's cold quote, unquote, here in San Diego right now as well. Don't tell um, me it's under 60. Don't do it. It is, actually. It's oh, my like goodness. 50, it's like 55. It's very windy, rainy. You know, that's why the the puffy vests and the beanie come out, right? I, I feel like I'm... Either that, or I, I'm kind of going along with the Colorado theme here that we've got going on today. So <laughs> I had to empathize with, with, uh, with the weather, with the weather conditions here. Maybe you're I
1: talking know. to somebody who's in Colorado. So you had to, yeah, get, get on the yeah, gear.
0: I feel, I felt like I had to get into, into character here with this, yeah. right? When yeah. I come out to Colorado, it's 95 degrees outside sweating your ass off all the time during the summertime so i i had to bust out my winter gear every now and then right and i figure i'm talking to you let's just do it <laughs> <laughs> let's say it's not 85 degrees in my office right now but <laughs> oh, i uh, i totally appreciate you jumping on and, and chat with me it's i haven't uh let's see i haven't seen you since pretty much september right yeah. the last race of the season last year and stuff what the how's the winter been treating you
1: I mean, it's been a rough winter from, from, for someone that wants to be out on trails and outside, right? We've had just a miserably cold December and January. So it's been, it's, it's definitely been, well, uh, you know, doing what you can to, to get, to get through it.
0: Now, are you are you uh, a, a trail runner that likes to be out in the snow? Like, like because snowshoe races are kind of big in Colorado and the mountains and stuff. Are you into any of that stuff? Or are you just pretty much on the trails when they're clear and, and ready to roll there?
1: Yeah, I uh, I have a group of guys. We'll, we try to on Fridays. It's been a little hit or miss lately. We try to get out on trails and we'll put some 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 of the the crampons on or some spikes or something mm-hmm. to try to go run trails in the winter just to do it but it's, uh, it's not been, you know, there hits a point where there's really diminishing returns.
0: So. Yeah. It's, I I don't know. I don't know how you guys have, I mean, I I know that pretty much, well, San Diego has had a wet winter here. And when I say wet, it's rained a ton here in in Southern California. Um, Have you guys had just as bad of a winter in Denver there than like just nonstop snow, where it's hard to get out. Like, is that? You
1: know, the problem's been the cold anymore. In my, in my, you know, my younger days when I was in Iowa, like running in college or whatnot, I'd go out and temperature didn't matter. Now that, now that these bones are a little bit older and creakier, ache a little bit. They don't. Uh, if if the temperature drops, I'll uh, have a treadmill in my garage. If I need to, just I kind of have like a thirty minute or. 32 man, like a five mile rule. I yeah. save all my short runs for either runs with the dog or runs on the treadmill. And then when I, when I can be outside, I'll, you know, try to get more distance in because I, it's the cold now. I don't want to run in.
0: Yeah. So I've learned something new already. I didn't know you were a Midwesterner. Yeah. So, so Iowa, so I'm, I'm from Illinois. So we're okay. f- fellow Midwesterner. Where, That's what right. part of Iowa did you grow up in?
1: Not too far from Des Moines. Okay. Um, it's uh, Pella, Iowa. Is uh, if you've heard of Pella Windows, they're the namesake company in town. You know, so yeah. Uh, it's uh, yeah, a good, good, solid Midwestern
0: town. What's with all- uh, what's? I'm I'm gonna see if I can beat you on this. What was your town size? Ten thousand. Oh, fuck. I got you beat. Hard, hardcore. I bet. Four, 1,400 right here. 1,400. I know. of that. That's the most, that's most of the towns, right? The 1,400, I graduated with uh, 55 people in my senior class and we only had 200 people in our high school at any given time. So boom.
1: Where, where, where in Illinois? <laughs>
0: What's uh, it was a small little town outside of Peoria, Princeville. And it, like, it's kind of like a, not even a one stoplight town. It's like a one, it's like a one horse town. Really, it's got yeah. just one one main street with a couple bars and and a couple donut shops. And you you, you blink and you're you're past it. So
1: <laughs> I, I know those towns very very well, and I've been to either the donut donut shop or the bar in many of those little towns.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Let's just kind of get into it. Knowing knowing it. that you're an an Iowa guy, mm-hmm. uh, you you say you ran in college. Is that were you always kind of the running athlete, or or is this something that you kind of grew up? Because, and I, I tell people this all the time: is when you grow up in the Midwest, you've got especially you and I are roughly about the same age, and and so you you grew up in the Midwest. You've got your core sports right: basketball, football, baseball, and track and field, and Outside yeah. of that, you know, there's there was no soccer, there was no rugby or lacrosse or whatever it may be. Like, so being a Midwest kid, like, what was what was kind of your athletic background with everything?
1: Yeah, like anybody in a small town, you you kind of did what you had you had available. So yeah. did some baseball, did some did some basketball. Uh, never did football because that was older. You know, we didn't have flag football or any of the but they, all the options kids have now didn't have soccer. So, you know, you had your, your, your choices of the big three and uh, I wasn't a good enough pitcher for baseball. Wasn't tall enough for basketball and obviously clearly not big enough for football. So that, 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 that guided some things pretty early on. Uh, But I do there was a time in elementary school you know, during recess, a friend of a friend of mine and I would 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 run around the perimeter of the the playground and do some laps. Uh, so it was pretty early on. I found that I had a natural penchant for for running. Um, mm-hmm. So that that always helps building confidence. Finding something you're good at early and uh,
0: and going from there. Now, did you did you run? uh, track and field in, in high school. And, and did you that continue into college or was it more of just of a hobby side of things once you got into the college ranks?
1: Yeah, no, I, um, I picked, uh, you know, did track and field and and uh, cross country in high school, picked a college. I went to a school, a division school, three school called Wartburg College. Uh, and I selected them because if you're in the state of Iowa, right, you got, you got Iowa, which I, my family were big Hawkeye fans. Uh, but, you know, what, maybe seven guys, go, you know, there's seven or eight guys go to Iowa to run, you know, Get kids scholarships and otherwise, yeah. It was in my from my view, kind of a churn and burn school. Um, Iowa State didn't have a ton to offer. They bring in a couple of Kenyans and that was about it. Uh and you know, University of Northern Iowa didn't have much. So kind of went for the best running school in the state. That was a non-D1 school. So yeah. Division
0: Three was really where it was at. Side note to that is my nephew now goes to Wartburg. Oh, it's good you know of it. There we go. Yeah. So so now I'm here here's that circle. See it's, exactly. it's, it's the Midwest Circle coming back. Yeah, he he's a freshman there. So he's in his second semester over there. So and he actually did he do
1: some kind of activity there, like
0: sports or no, unless you consider playing video games in your dorm room, a huge activity. That's
1: that is actually, and I, I know they actually have an esports
0: team. They now. do, they do. And oh, maybe yeah. that's, maybe that's what he's, he's getting himself ready for, but uh, no, he's, he's never really been an athlete. He's, he's definitely the academic more the academic side of the family, so to speak. So, uh, but yeah, he, he goes there, he loves it. He said it's a, it's a great little college. So again, full circle and a nice little connection point there for that. But uh, <laughs> amazing.
1: yeah, you no, know, what, what those schools I have mixed feelings about those schools, but what they do have to offer, especially if you, you want to continue an activity after high school, they offer, you know, they offer that ability and they, they yeah. cater to that, you know, they have fantastic football team, fantastic baseball team. I mean, they, if you wanted to continue your sport after college and you weren't one of the four people in the state that go to D one, you know, get, get offers to D one, they were a good, good next option for any, you know, any number of activities.
0: Yeah, I agree. So it
1: it was nice that I could continue my career running, running at least at a pretty, at a reasonably high level by, by having those options.
0: So what got you from, what got you from Iowa to Colorado? Was that just post college or was that a little bit more well, of adult I, life? Scenario? I had a couple
1: friends that moved out here a summer in college and said some pretty amazing things. They, they, they would moved to Boulder for the summer. And then, so the next summer, this was summer after my sophomore year, we moved to Boulder for the summer. Just let's, let's find jobs. Let's work on ends. Let's just get by and run a lot. They're all runners. My teammates have uh, four of us in a little two bedroom condo for the summer <laughs> Uh, and it was, it was a ton of fun and we were blown away by the, the trail offerings, the, 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 the vibe, you know, people, people got us, you know, yeah. that, that, that didn't, you know, didn't, it wasn't the Midwest thing. They actually like got yep. endurance athletes and runners and ran with all kinds of cool people and actually found this internship for a really cool little company and they wanted me to stick around. So They'd offer me a job. So I found a way to I end up going back for a semester to Warburg ended up finding a way to to move to Colorado, still graduate through this little division three school in Iowa mm-hmm. um, using remote classes and all kinds of shenanigans. Uh, still do some division three racing for about a year, year and a half while I lived in Colorado. And uh, but but also had a job and um, was able to get some pretty cool opportunities through that.
0: Nice. Now, once you got out to, to Colorado, I mean, have you always been like a trail runner or it was kind of like you're know, getting done with track and field in, in college, typically, you know, it kind of transitions into the road running aspect and you don't really think of trail running as kind of the primary deal. Like, were you, cause it, I mean, that's the thing is if you're not familiar with Colorado trails or the Boulder area or whatever, like, like there is, a ton for you to go jump on to, right. As far as trails go different, different types of trails and stuff. So were you instantly drawn to the trail running aspect of it? As soon as you got out to Boulder?
1: Yeah. Well, I, you know, cross country was always even a little bit more my jam, yeah. uh, you know, track and field was fun, but cross country was just, just light years better. And so this was me able to take that and and translate it. Out here um, into trail running, and then also I was a steeple chaser. Was kind of where I oh, found my nice. niche in track and field in college. Okay, so you know you don't. It's a little different than road. You got to be a strong, a stronger yeah. athlete. Uh, so that also translated better to trails. Just to have that strength, uh,
0: yeah, strength component. Wow. So let's talk. Let's talk Colorado trails for a minute. Like. <laughs> If for anybody who's listening in on this and I'd like to get your, your opinion on it and, and your experience, like what would you, how would you explain Colorado trails in the, cause you're in Erie, right? Like just outside of Boulder, yeah. like what would, what would a somebody who's coming to visit Colorado see as far as the trail systems and their expectations around the, we'll just call it the the front range for right now. What, what would they expect? I
1: think, Well, because Colorado, like Boulder in particular is right there against kind of the mountains. You you have your options, which is nice to have that, that your options, because if you're coming out to Colorado, like if you lived immediately up in the mountains, it can actually be kind of hard to run every day on loose, rocky trails with, with tons of up and down that, that can be, that can be kind of rough. So the nice thing about having something like Boulder where you have the the foothills, the flatter area right up against the mountains is you can modulate your days or your, your body needs and, and pick the trail to suit that. You can go pick a flatter, smoother trail when you need a nice easy day or, or maybe it's you just want to do a nice long run and just stay totally aerobic yeah. and go out for 10, 15 or more miles. You can find a nice flat trail or flatter trails to do that uh, and still stay mostly off pavement. And then if you want to go and do something where you're, you're climbing 2000 feet for, for a while, um, you have that option tomorrow.
0: Yeah. It's not, it's not a far drive. I mean, you could, you could drive 30, you could drive hell you could drive 15 minutes up into the mountains and you could, you could get that right away. So it's
1: yeah. Or you can just start in Boulder and just go, you know, go start going up for,
0: uh, Uh, that's true. That that's very true. I guess you, there's Chautauqua Park and and some of those other locations, you can just jump right in and get some elevation. Then, so exactly, um, let's talk uh, like uh, trail like trail races. I will say right away with the endurance race series, and way I, I want to thank you for supporting you know us as far as a trail series for the last few years. What are some of your like mo- like favorite trail moments like do you have a, like a like a good experience or even like a just a funny story or something that brings you back that keeps coming that keeps you coming back to, to trail running because i mean you've you've pretty much i think every single race that you've done for m- me you've either podium or do you won so <laughs> Yeah. One of, yeah top David, David one of the Top runners that, that we have at our races. So <laughs>
1: David Roke, uh, shows up, uh, that's a, you know, he's at a whole, he'll, he's still at a whole nother level and just kiss him goodbye and watch him go, you know,
0: well, he's got a kid now. So maybe that slows him down a little bit. So David, if you're that. listening, Tate's challenging you right now, there's,
1: there's not but,
0: <laughs> but he's fun to watch for
1: that first 30 seconds. I'll say that.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I mean, favorite favorite moments. Oh, gosh, I, I don't have a very good memory, so coming up with a favorite moment, but it, it's it's more of the uh, trail trail running and trail runners have just have a different vibe in in total. You know, just the people,
0: agree.
1: the attitude. You know, it's not the same as going out to your five k down, you know, downtown or whatever, like people out here for kind of different motives and different, different reasons. And, uh, you know, so I first just, you know, start with the vibe, uh, and then, you know, and just, I feed off that. I enjoy that so much more any day of the week than going to like a 5k or something. Like, I mean, there's, there's fun 5k's and don't get me wrong, but anytime we're out on trail because of the people and the vibe, it's, it's just different, uh, now, um, I mean, fortunately, one of the things that I've loved about your events actually has been two things. When I talk to people about your events, and and I'm not, I won't, I won't tout your, I, I love your events. I won't tout them. This whole <laughs> podcast, we'll find other things to talk about, But I think they're amazing. And I tout them for two reasons. Um, one, I tout them because they're well marked and clearly communicated. Thank you. Um, hands <laughs> down, I've you know, they're not funny stories. They're just stories of how many, the number of times I've, I've lost a race because I went off course. Um, yeah. the number of times where I've had to stop and, and, you know, walk around like I couldn't perform at the level I wanted to, because I'm too busy searching the trail, trying to figure out, am I supposed to go right or left or go straight? And, you know, I, I, I studied the, the, the course map and I'm still not, but here, I'm not sure that just, it's just deflating and it mentally puts you out of the race when you want to be in that, like that flow state and, and just be feeling really good. And and mm. those little things change it. And I've never once in one of your races had to get out of that, that flow state. Like I can, I can do what I'm happy doing because the, the other barriers, I don't get these other barriers in my way. Um, so that that's amazing. And then of course I followed up with like the the community aspect afterwards of um you know, especially when we have, when, when you have the, the event up at um Snow Mountain Ranch and everybody's just chilling and it's, it's a really good vibe. So I always recommend your races for really those two reasons that people don't have to worry about getting lost or off trail and that, you know, the, the, the community vibe will
0: be really great afterwards. And I think that they'll enjoy it. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. I, <sighs> I don't know. It's kind of one of those things. Like, I I guess I look at it from not only a race director perspective, but a runner perspective, right? So we're, I go out there and I mark the course, whether I'm with my by myself or with one of my staff members, it's kind of like when I, when you're at an intersection and, you know, every trail runners had that moment, like you've talked about, like, Oh shit, which, which way do I go? Right. And I, when we place our mile markers or our signs there, I'll I'll take a step back and I'll 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 drop the signs and I'll run back on the trail and I'll run up to the intersection as if I'm running the race. Right. And not this doesn't happen all the time, but for the most part, like I want to make sure that from an eye line, yeah, right? because because when you're at mile you know, 15 in a full, in a full marathon or, you know, it's like your eyes kind of start to wander a little bit. You, you're kind of looking around. So you got to always make sure that the signage is within some kind of eyesight from a hundred feet back or 50 feet back. Right. And so I, I'm, thank you for saying that because I take extra precaution and extra time to like, make sure that as a runner, you see that, whether you're at mile one or mile 10, right? And and so that we look at that from that perspective and and from the community aspect, and this is, you know, I I always try and I want people to experience trail running, right? Like I want people to know like trail, like, and I've talked about this many, many times over on this podcast is the community aspect of trail running is hands down the best in any sport you can possibly ask for, right? And one of the things that, I've always loved is, you know, because trails are on smaller areas where the parking is not so great, right? You can actually set up a carpool situation with, with trail runners and be like, Hey guys, everybody needs to carpool or you it's recommended you carpool. And then if you don't know somebody who's come to the race, let me know. And I can connect you. And, Hands down, it never fails. People are always asking like, Hey, I can carpool i can I can drink I can bring two or three people up like how can we help right and I think it, you know not and not to take away anything from road races, but I don't think you get that perspective as much of that small piece of the community where it's like, yes, I'm willing to help out, I'm here to you know support when it comes to you know post race stuff, and you've got you know up at Snow Mountain Ranch you've got people just hanging out, cheering on the 50 Kers, right. Or the half marathoners that are coming through the finish line or the checkpoints. And it's, it is that community aspect where like, Hey, we just want to have a good time and and hang out. Right. And so it's, yeah. so thank you for, for that. I, I appreciate, appreciate that. It's It's kind of one of those things that we always look at as far as we want people to have a great experience with it, you know, whether, yeah. whether somebody comes back to my race or not, I just want them to have a great experience with the trail running aspect of it. You can go off and race two or three other race directors events, but as long as you're having fun in the sport and you will eventually come back and and continue to race in trails and by all means, like that's what we're trying to do. Right. And I think it's, I want people to, I want as many people to experience our sport as possible. So, um, what uh, I know, you run half marathon. You know, you run my half marathons a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you like, are you uh, the long distance? Because I don't think I I've seen you sign up for a, a, one of our fifty Ks or anything like that, right? Are you more just a half marathon below? Is that what you're-
1: <laughs> you know? I'm 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 a dad that you know has to you know is is the primary breadwinner for the family so i work a lot i got kids i gotta you know um i i i would be perfectly content and happy to go out and run all day 50k or whatever it might be if i was able to also appropriately train for that um i'm not very comfortable running slow and i I don't mean that this sound egotistical in any way but like it literally it literally hurts me to run too much slower than my training pace. Mm-hmm. So it's just uncomfortable and I start getting injured if I run too slow. So I'll pick distances that I still know I can hold a decent pace at because too much slower than that is just uncomfortable. Uh, but I do, you know, if I was on a mountain bike, I'll go, you know, ride for six hours if, or something if, if I had the time and you know, my kids were somehow, uh, Indisposed for that period of time. But um, so one is just training challenges. I, I liked a race and could be. I did a marathon years and years ago and it was fun, but I also spent a lot of time training for it. I spent a lot of time tapering, spent a lot of time recovering, and a lot of time building back up to where I was. So, you know, it's six months later, I'm back to where I was six months before because yeah. I built up, I had tapered, I'd raced, I had taken downtime, I built back up again. And that was too much time. I like to race more and have fun. So somewhere in that half distance, somewhere less than 20 miles for me is still a, a raceable distance. Even, even if I'm only in mediocre shape, I can
0: at least yeah. feel, like
1: I can hold the pace that I'm comfortable competing at.
0: Now, are you somebody who uh, would rather be out there and see more of like a flatter, like a flatter course that, that, it maybe has a little bit more single track with it or are you somebody who's like yeah I want to see some of that elevation gain with some technical
1: oh uh, give me climbs. hell man give me hell <laughs> just just make it make it make it rough and make it make it gnarly
0: well and I think that it it also is one of those things like not everybody loves that technicality aspect of it so you get those Racers like, and a great example would be like, uh, up at Golden Gate Canyon State Park when we were doing our Blackhawk race. Like, Best race half, of, ha- half of that course is super technical, going over rocks, you know, watch out for, for tree roots and everything else. And it takes it not everybody is into that type of trail running, whereas some people just don't mind the flatter, more single track or more of a road service road aspect of it. Like, Um, so it's always quite interesting to hear the differences of people's opinions when it comes to our our bar Lake race, where it's uh, like 50 feet of elevation gain and just super flat and and well-maintained versus Blackhawk or some mountain ranch where there's some definite technicalities and stuff. But
1: there's a, there's a, there's a, um, a training and a a technique that you need, I think (laughs) in order to be most comfortable in those more technical races, there really is some technique formation that you should try to do in your training. I feel like, because very much about how you have to land on your toes, how you have to be free to, you have to have kind of a high turnover. You know, one of the things that I I feel I'm, I'm strong at is, is downhill, um, especially downhill technical kind of really being able to relax and release going downhill Mm -hmm. It means you got to be on your toes and you got to have quick turnover because if you're landing on your heel, that's where you're going to turn your ankle and stumble, or you're going to be breaking yourself going downhill instead of letting, leaning forward, staying comfortable and relaxing, but you got to have the turnover and landing on your forefeet to keep that momentum.
0: I'd like to create a race where it's, you start from the top of a mountain and you just run straight down i'd like <laughs> to see i'd like to see how people do with that i know that there's random events all over this world that are that are kind of similar to that like the one in england where it's the, the cheese rolling oh yeah or whatever, down the, straight, yeah down that really steep hill you're following I, cheese like, you're i think it'd be really cool to like experience some of that and see what people would do from that race perspective of you know utilize the mountain you know, ranges and like the resorts and be like, okay, we're going to start at the very top of, of uh, Vale and run straight down and see, (laughs) see what it is. I'd like to see what, how their reactions would be with that. Because like, as you said, a lot of people, I think a lot more people enjoy running uphill Mm -hmm. than they enjoy running downhill because of the different technique and, and the way you train with it and stuff like that. So (laughs) that's always been kind of one of my, wish lists type of events is like just to start from the highest point and just run straight down and see I, what happens. But
1: I think, I mean, I've, i am uh, I have some friends that have done imaging and I feel like, uh, I think imaging has a little bit, I mean, there's still some uphill, but it was yeah. like four miles uphill, eight miles downhill mm-hmm. or some, some numbers like that. And I've thought about doing that, uh, maybe this year, I think it's maybe a week or two after, um, snow mountain, uh, but so I, I, you know, you can get, you do get pieces of, of that places. Uh, of course, if you ever do something like bar trail, you, you still have a lot of up, but then you have a lot of down yeah, uh, too. So, <laughs> you know, you do, you do get aspects of that, but I, I think it, it's a different, it, it, it's something that I think people perhaps need just a little bit of like instruction on how to better run downhill and get comfortable being relaxed. Yeah. And, and letting yourself fall so that they don't, so you don't end up plotting because that it hurts your body. You won't enjoy it as much and yeah. you're more likely to injure yourself with a fall or a turned ankle. You know, if I'm running downhill and I'm kind of on my toes and I have good turnover, I mean, I'll, I'll it's not uncommon. I'll turn my ankle. I think I turned my ankle at snow mountain the first time I did it. <laughs> um, but I didn't tumble. You know, I, I I could keep, you have a a half second to kind of recover and, 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 and balance yourself because of, of turnover. Like it didn't, it didn't, it hurt and it hurt for the rest of the race, but it didn't wipe me out. Um, And when you're using good technique, that gives you the confidence to go smoothly downhill.
0: All right. So we're talking uh, uphill running, downhill running. Mm. Uh, You live in the front range. So I want to just kind of finish this up a little bit with what are your, some of your favorite places to run or to extend that question is again, if somebody is coming to visit, right. And they're just here for the weekend. What is an area that you would say needs to be hit as far as a trail runner goes?
1: Uh. Well, you have some that are sort of legendary, like, you know, you can go up on Magnolia Road outside Boulder, which is where, um, where the CU team is kind of infamous for training and there's, it's rolling. It's a big gravel road. It's not anything amazing trail wise. It has nice views, but it, it's a good way to do out and back. Um, so that's always like, if you're not quite up to like just running gnarly technical yet that's a good way to get to start up high you gain a little bit of elevation the way out you turn around you come back that's worthwhile um i mean otherwise like kind of the south boulder area anything off you go hit chautauqua trail mesa trail stay along you know you can kind of stay along the front range there and then take any of those offshoots you can go up and run around a mountain peak (laughs) So there's a lot of optionality just depending on what distances you're comfortable with. And so I always think those are must have, cause your views up there too, are just amazing looking at yeah. range. Uh, and then if you're really getting ambitious, I did this last year with uh, um, a mutual friend of ours, Will Kelsey, and then another guy, but we did, it's called the, the Boulder skyline trail. Uh, and you need to have someone gorgeous. drop you off, a drop you off in South Boulder, like down by El Dorado Canyon. Um, and then you can run and you run all the, the mountain peaks uh, that are just right along the front range there. And that is, that's, if you do the whole thing, I think it's 19 miles, uh, but it's, uh, one of the best runs, the the views and just the trail are amazing.
0: Now. uh, Yeah. I, I haven't been up on that trail for a while, but yeah, I I think that's one of some of the best views you're going to get as far as Boulder goes. Um, you being in Erie, uh, are you, cause you're, are you close to the, that, cause they've got that new kind of connector where the Coal Creek trail jumps on
1: mm-hmm. right,
0: right there close to downtown. Are you, you run the Coal Creek trail a lot or no? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually closer to Lafayette. Oh, you are
1: okay. Yeah, okay. Like, I'm. I'm. My address is Erie, but I'm over, over, like downtown Lafayette's, maybe a little over a mile. Okay,
0: so yeah, you're, you're, you're still close to Coal Creek, still. Like,
1: yeah, I can do Coal Creek. I can do Coal Creek Loop. They're part of my long run, run loops. I can also, you know, from my place a little bit of uh sidewalks, but I can also eventually roll into trails all around Lewisville and back to Cole Creek. And nice. back. Home. if I'm going to do 13, 14 miles on a, on a Sunday or something, that's always that. So I have, again, I, I try to have those runs and then I try to get at least maybe one trail run in a week when, you know, for most of the runnable season.
0: <laughs> not now, not now. <laughs> not now. <laughs> Well Jay, I, I appreciate you coming on, man, and, and chatting about boulder running and your trail running experience and, and your journey through this stuff. Like, um, you know, will I see you in April? Are you I haven't I haven't looked at registrations. Are yeah. you are you, you signed will up see me.
1: I signed up for the long one at Bar Lake. Um nice but my longest in the last two months has maybe been nine miles or eight or nine miles. So I'm still a long ways from doing the, the new longer bar Lake distance. So, well, that'll be, that'll <laughs> luckily,
0: be. Luckily again, it's only 50 it, feet of elevation. Yeah, per so, loop. So, you're, so, you're, so you're fine. Hopefully we don't have the winds we had last year. Um, oh my God, <laughs> that was terrible. Wasn't
1: it? It <laughs> was terrible. Uh, Cause I think right uh, the last two miles were just straight in the headwind.
0: Uh, you know, it's funny. Like uh, Colorado weather is, is some of the craziest weather you're going to get as far as how it can change from 60 degrees to 20 degrees in a matter of a 12-hour window, right? I think I don't, the last year's races, I don't think I've ever dealt with more wind than than we had. I mean, it was every single race had some kind of wind factor into it whether you're it's at the finish line and you're dealing with it there from a race director perspective, or like you're getting this 20 mile per hour headwind coming at you for the last four miles of the race. Right. It's, it's just, I have never experienced as much wind as I did last year during the summer. So, so that's
1: all the more reason to have more technical races so that we're tucked up in the mountains and you, well, get... I guess, right. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I also want to so. get out to California and do try a couple of your races out there. My, my, really one of my second favorite trail races ever was this um this one up in uh, Ventura, Cal, uh, Ventura County, Simi Valley band bandit trail Race is North of, I don't mm-hmm. know if they still do it. It's been, been a number of years. There's like a 19 mile <laughs> trail race kind of North of LA. And, uh, it was, it was, yeah, I mean, it was like all up, you ran down the, you went up a mountain, you went down the back side of the mountain, did a loop, came back up the mountain, and then went back down the front side, back to the, the start again. <laughs> and, uh, it was, I want to say it was 4,000 feet or so of elevation. Oof. I feel like, uh, but it was one of my, it was just, a, it was an amazing fun run to do. And I'd love to get back out there and do some more racing.
0: It, yeah. For anybody who's not familiar with Southern California trail races, there is more, elevation gain, I think here in Southern California races, than there are in some of the Colorado races, I, at least in my races, I, I know that in San Diego, it's because it's a, you're starting at sea level, but B you're getting maybe 2000 feet of elevation gain in a shorter distance than you do in Colorado, where it's maybe a, you know, 2000 feet of gain over a 13 mile stretch where it's like two, like it's 2000 mile gain over like a six mile or four mile stretch here. It's like, it's just a lot faster or sorry, a lot steeper in a shorter amount of time here. So I, I think if, if you're looking to do Southern California races, you're going to get a lot of that. I mean, regardless if you're doing San Diego, LA or Ventura County, I mean, there's just so many, so many really great mountain trails out here, but um, anyway, Dave, I, uh, again, I appreciate you jumping on and, and and chatting with me a little bit about it and I look forward yeah, to uh, seeing you this summer in in the warmer weather for sure.
1: Amen. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you having me on. And, and of course, anybody who's listening, if they want to ever reach out, um, talk trail, talk, talk, anything, please, please have them reach out.
0: The Trail Life Podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by me, Jeff Stoner. Music is provided by the Poor Dirty Astronauts with lyrics written by Matt Meyer. You can rate, review, and subscribe to this episode and the Trail Life Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you find your favorite podcast episodes. Thank you again, everybody, and we'll see you out on the trails real soon.